welcome to a radical discussion of independence, free will, liberty, and the left-hand path. This is Damonosophy 2.0 with your host, Paul Frederick. If you dug the Black Flame Taro, then you've got to have the Black Flame Taro book. The Black Flame Taro, an invocation of fire guidebook for the Black Flame Taro deck, written by Jennifer and Paul McAtee with a foreword by Don Webb. The Black Flame Taro is a magical working and a powerful tool for divination. This book explores different ways of working with the deck and also discusses the origins, ideas, and inspiration that have contributed to its creation. For people interested in the Taro and left-hand path ideas, this book will help you maximize your personal growth, connect with your inner reality, and offer practical tips and techniques for problem solving and making decisions in everyday situations. Visit lulu.com and search Black Flame Taro now to get your copy. You will not regret it. If you take someone like Anton LaVey or Friedrich Nietzsche, it all comes, you could basically say it's all about being, um, I mean, you could say you could take them and basically lump them in the same category as the founding fathers if you really want to. I mean, you can definitely draw that connection because, like it says, it's not about, you know, fake identity or bullshit or anything else. It really just comes down to, um, you know, self-preservation and individuality and free will. And um, and it seems like most people these days, there's less and less a desire for that and more and more... Uh, a desire for collectivism. The founding fathers weren't collectivists, and neither was Friedrich Nietzsche, and uh, neither was Anton LaVey. And I think that's what it really comes down to: is it's it's almost anti-individuality is becoming so fucking popular and cool these days for yeah. whatever reason. And uh, that's the most disgusting thing to me is like I don't. I mean, if someone's like you said, if someone's genuinely a Christian or a Buddhist, that's cool. That's your thing, man. That's awesome. If, yeah. you, if you're if it's genuine. If it's genuine, that's what I care about. Yeah. If it's genuine, but um, it's like it's like the trend is to be anti-individual, and I think that's the fucking worst thing possible. And uh, that's one of the things that drew me to the left-hand path to begin with, because it means left-hand path, going your own way, making your own thing, right. and being an individual. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so let's tell t- tell us more about that. So, how did you how did you get onto the left-hand path? How did you how did you find yourself there? What like, you know, woke woke you how'd you get woke to it? Well, um, you know, basically, uh my me being uh a fucking rock star and doing all these crazy things and going to uh venues and getting in fights and getting thrown out and in videotaping it and just being a wild awesome. man, it um <laughs> it's basically all just an attempt to uh wake people up from their stupor and I've always been an individual. I mean, I've I've I fucking had to been an individual. I had to fucking uh, shout my name and in 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 uh, you know assert myself in a way. No one wants to do that. And uh, so you know, 
the only way I've been able to navigate the insanity of the modern world is by promoting insanity and and in 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 asking people to ask themselves what exactly does that mean and as far as i've been able to uh tell and what it means for me is about undefiled self-expression being a fucking crazy famous rock star individual fucking being insane being a lunatic just for the sake of being an individual because there's so much anti-individualism around there and that's where it all comes from that's always been me and i take that whole Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, rock star image, and, you know, I blend all these parts together. I even take the, um, you know, like uh, the Renaissance imagery of the, of the cool, uh, you know, of the doctor um, or, or the plague mask and all that cool stuff, and I uh, blend an identity around it, but it's basically all the same thing. It's about, um, it's about the, the low... In the high, and the in the difference between the two, you know, the low culture, like a, like a peasant and a nobleman, a sane doctor, someone who's a nobleman, someone who's well established in society, and some lawless, reckless peasant, and uh, and try to find the balance between the two, or the insanity of the modern world and the insanity of the of the, of the individual, and I, I try to put that in people's face and have them ask themselves what exactly does that mean and what is being an individual these days and what is is it is it is it just uh, and what is insanity is insanity just um is, is is it some kind of condition or is it something that used to be honored because if you ask the ancient greeks they might have given you a different opinion about things like that uh, there was a term called theomania which is about being which literally means divine madness mm. now it means divine madness. So being in touch with one's inner madness can be a source of enlightenment. And I want people to ask, you know, ask themselves these fucking questions. So ultimately, there's different sides that I project. I, pro I, I project the cheesy rock star, uh, loud, boisterous, social media fame, Kim Kardashian kind of aspect. But that's basically just a tool to wake people up uh, from their fucking self-imposed stupor and have them ask themselves what exactly is all this and how do we navigate this modern world that we all find ourselves in where it's all bunch of it's all about identity but it's often fake identity and, and it's about trying to find the real identity within it yeah that's awesome so um so so what's the response like then so at, at your shows so because you well, go you, you you're, you're so what you're saying basically that's part of your part of your mission as as an artist Right, because I think anyone who's yeah. an artist, you're you're on a a mission of some kind, some sort of oh, yeah. mission from your your daemon or, or or some uh, intense influence that just like you know just you, you just have to like pursue this. So you're on a mission to like sort of um, um, you know encourage this awakening to individuality or challenge that challenge people's like inert collectivism. So what's the what's the response been like? Well, it's like it's like no one knows how to now. No one knows how to navigate this inner world, and I think the only way forward for humanity, honestly, um, the only way the world's going to get it, the world's not going to get less strange and complex. It's going to get more strange and complex. And the only way people don't know how to deal with endless fucking knowledge, rural farmers, 
200 years ago. These people had very little knowledge, and if they, most of the people couldn't even fucking read. Everybody can read these days. Even, even people who can't read well can still pretty much read, and even people in develop, developing economies like uh, Nigeria can even read now. So we're at a time where there's just so much fucking information, and people don't... It's like... It's like um, it's like a psychedelic world we live in. It's it's like if you think about like psychedelic drugs and you're just finding all these things out about yourself, breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. And it's like that's what it is. It's like here's a fact, here's a fact, here's a fucking fact, here's a fucking fact. And if you can't master your own insanity and use it to your advantage, how are you going to survive the modern world? How the hell are you going to survive the modern world? You're not going to survive the modern world. It's just not going to happen. So I basically – the blowback is um, – I mean, obviously, I create a lot of controversy self-imposed because I want to. That's part of the process of the modern world is drawing attention to yourself. It's not necessarily something I like to do because, you know, I am kind of a reserved individual. So when people do see me going on stage, getting in fights, acting like a fucking utter maniac, uh, maniac, it's it. Believe it or not, it, there is a means to an end for it, and it's not just. Um, you know, just being an idiot for the sake of being an idiot, it is trying to actually serve a greater point. And when I started all of this, that was the, uh, the intention behind it. And it's always been about the, um, you know, the connection between the high and the low, the the low art or the, the pop culture bullshit and, and uh, high art and intellectual things. And it's about trying to help other people as well navigate that kind of stream of thought in the modern world, because that's the only way forward. Um, so, and no one knows how to do it because everybody, you are your username and people don't realize that yet. Your username is just an, it's a multiple personality. It's your shadow. It's your id. It, it's a part of you. It's not disconnected from you. It's within you. Mm -hmm. And people, the only way forward is the world's going to get a lot more complex because people need to own up to their online identities. And it's not saying that your online identity isn't you. It is more you than you, possibly your government name and how you were born in fashion and named by your fucking parents. So it's about it's about basically telling people to own up to what they really are and question question what the fuck they really are. And you're not going to get that with censorship and uh, anti-free speech and anti-individuality and group thing and bullshit like that. You're just not going to get it. So yeah, I, I, I um, there is a lot of blowback, but. I can't say that I don't invite it upon myself because that's part of the, you know, kind of shock people to wake up so that they can be in tune with themselves. Uh, you know, that would be that's that's the motivation. So there is a there is a noble motivation behind all of this, even if it does not seem that way at all. So when you talk about that, I think of, um, you know, what so what 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 kind of artists before I say what I'm thinking of what kind of artists um, are you influenced by like with your music and stuff what 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 sort of things do you, would you trace your influences to? Um, you know, I mean, from from an aesthetic standpoint, maybe you could say Alice Cooper because he played on the idea of um, oh. insanity, which is very crucial to me. Yeah. Uh, from a from a kind of a, a weird intellectual standpoint, maybe Marilyn Manson, because he's a highly intelligent person, yeah, or yeah. at least really, or at least really was back in his hey, in his heyday when he had um, uh, so much Christian uh, misery in, uh, upon him, and so many Christians at his shows protesting him. And I've had a lot of protesters 
too, and a lot of blowback too, except they don't tend to fashion themselves necessarily in a Christian sense. It just tends to be in a people sense. It's, um, because I say things that are politically incorrect that need to be said so that I can remind people that these things, whether you agree with them or not, they need to be said so people can remember that they are actual things and talking points. And people just want to shut down all conversation, anything. And it's like you take someone who's like on the, on the Christian right these days, uh, let's say like Ben Shapiro or someone like that, someone who would fashion themselves in that way. Like, that guy is the new fucking boogeyman. Like, like I grew up with, like, Marilyn Manson. That was the fucking boogeyman, not fucking Ben Shapiro. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with our world, man? What the fuck is wrong with our world? And I want to be that boogeyman to let people know that there is true fucking a deep web. There is, like, the world isn't, like, people are so fucking in a marshmallow fucking bullshit world, but... Then people forget that there is a fucking deep web. There is the guy Fox mask. There is the, um, how shall we say, the Dr. Plague mask. There are all these concepts and ideas. They do exist. And people need to snap out of it and they need to get strong and uh, question who the fuck they are. Because, I mean, they want to act like, like the world is just, it's just a nerfed joke. And it's things that wouldn't have been even considered offensive at all that probably things that would just been considered just normal things are now like the devil. And it's like, how is that even fucking possible? How is that even fucking possible? Well, you know, people don't go and acquire their influences anymore, you know? And, and, and again, and so this is the province of, this is the model of like, you know, the, the individual, the independent, you know, the hunter, you know, you go out, you want, you know, you're looking for something. And so you're going to go out and you're going to find it. You're not just going to accept whatever's like thrown to you. Right. I'm not a slave. I'm just, I'm not just going to accept whatever, you know, the masters like throw me and say, this is it. This is what you should eat. This is what you should listen to. You know, I'm going to go out and find it. Cause I want to see what's out there. And so, and, and, you know, that's how I grew up with like with music in the eighties. It's like, well, all the, everyone, all of my friends, we all just knew what was played on the radio was like, music for a, another generation it wasn't really for us and so we went out seeking our own stuff right and so then you had you know punk punk rock and stuff in the 80s was like my first thing and then eventually i got into like industrial and stuff and i got into industrial because i found records at a used record store and i was poor and i couldn't afford anything and i found this shit like throbbing gristle right and so that's why yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and that's what i'm thinking of when you're talking about like your shows what i hear about that and 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 what i've heard i've seen a lot of it that's one of the things that i identify with it it, it reminds me of that it's not like that you know i'm not saying it sounds like that um it doesn't it's it's totally it's like it's totally its own thing it's completely its own universe but it gives me that same feel of that because i mean that was like the early you know Throbbing gristle and industrial records and stuff. It was very much the the intent was to fucking shock and and awake pe shock people with the the idea of awakening um, from from what was perceived to be a big cultural stupor at the time. Now I don't know if Genesis right. Peoria. I don't know if he's still. I don't feel he's still. Oh, yeah, totally, I know, you know all about that stuff. I yeah. was influenced by that shit as well. Highly, highly so. You know, um, and uh, I mean, I just mentioned. Uh, growing up, I would say aesthetically, it would it would be uh, Alice Cooper, um, 
intellectually probably Marilyn Manson. But as I got older, of course, I started getting into black metal. I started finding yeah. all these, you know, I started investigating the really, the really transgressive things. But the reason, the, the thing that separa separates me from those guys is those guys want to stay within their tiny little niche. They don't, wanna, they, they don't want anything to do with the pop culture, and that's what separates me from them because I really, they don't play on the aspect of the rock star. And that is what I want to play on because... People forget what the idea of a fucking rock star is. Someone like Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison was pretty goddamn, uh, how shall we say, um, punk or black metal in terms of his style. But we have lost the idea of the rock star over the years for pretty much the same reason why uh, we're the most... Uh, no one wants to call themselves a rock star. Everyone's a musician. And now Christians are the most offensive people in the mainstream media. It's just, just a total joke. And I want to bring that rebellious spirit back into the pop culture. So that's what separates me from guys like who just want to stay in the underground. Uh, because if, if, they, you, if you just stay in the underground then you're not doing your part, in my opinion. You're not um, imparting, because a lot of those guys are brilliant. Like, mm -hmm. they really are brilliant. Some of those guys in the underground culture, they're fucking geniuses. Oh, yeah. But they they don't want to um, bring what they know into uh, the pop culture, and that needs to happen, because right now, the modern world and um, music in general, it's missing the rebellious, truly innovative... Uh, free-spirited rock star, intellectual genius, fucking individual doing it his own way kind of thing that doesn't exist anymore. And I'm fucking gonna make it exist. I'm bringing it back because it needs to. Because you know, I'm not. I'm, I don't mean to be picking on many of these people uh, and that I just said about the mainstream Christianity or whatever the fuck. I don't mean to pick on those guys. I'm just. I just think it's laughable that. They're considered, quote-unquote, the Antichrist or the devil or, or the boogeyman of the, of the modern world, but they're not saying anything fucking controversial. They're just saying fucking just uh, common sense things. And yeah. it's funny how common sense is now like the new fucking boogeyman. It's just – it's pathetic to me, and it's, and it's, it's, it's the state of the world, but it's, it's because people have not been able to um, navigate the, the information onslaught. There's so much fucking information, so – I got into uh, things like the underground, like you were saying, Throbbing Grosso and all that cool stuff, Skinny Puppy, yeah. uh, Power Electronics, Noise, Black Metal, all that, all, you know, even Obscure Punk and Vaporwave, even anything, anything strange and weird that attracted me, okay? And, you know, things like the Deep Web and the mythology behind the Deep Web and, you know, growing up I was in, into, as we have already talked about, things like... Um, uh, you know, Nietzsche and, and uh, Aquino and um, later, uh, slightly later, um, yeah, Aquino. And then slightly later, you find out about Georges Bataille and then you get into the French surrealist and then the idea of Satanism, left-hand path and all kind of merges and merges. And there's so much information out there. And um, that's, yeah, so I was, I, I forced myself into all this, but the, the thing that separates me from those guys is they don't want to, um, like, those are real voices to me. Those are real voices, and they don't want to or haven't done so. I haven't seen anyone from that kind of fringe, intellectual, real outcast kind of movement try to put themselves into the mainstream, and it's fucking sad and pathetic to me. Mm -hmm. It's sad and pathetic to me because 
Because if you look at, um, you know, Anton LaVey, that's exactly what he did. Is he, he, was a, he was a guy who explored the fringe, and he, tried, he, got, he got a lot of mainstream attention for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, um, yeah. Manson, too. Manson, Marilyn Manson uh, is, yeah, is yeah. another example, too. I mean, that's the thing with him. It's like, I mean, there's a, a major radical transgressive uh, vibe going on um with his shit but at the same time there was like i mean he was able to like um put it all together in such a way that or and and be able to do it at the right time too um that that it got just huge just you know overnight mainstream i mean i remember when i was touring doing the touring band thing in the 90s um i remember seeing um a a write-up on marilyn manson in uh, there was Industrial Nation. That's it. There was this this zine, Industrial Nation, that it was like a trade zine, kind of like Maximum Rock and Roll, you know, for like the punk scene. Industrial Nation is like from the industrial scene, and there's like goth stuff in it. We'd read that, and I remember seeing Marilyn Manson in there and going, "Oh wow, that, so that's interesting." You know, it's like one of many things that's like going on. And then, you know, a couple months later, uh, my friends in in the Electric Hellfire Club like had played a show with them while they're on tour. And then just like a few months later, all of a sudden it's the biggest thing in the world. They're in the malls, you know, like just from there, yeah, yeah. from there, like one, uh, one of many underground things that I don't know where they were from originally when they were to like Florida maybe or something. But all of a sudden it was like, bam, it's just, it's everywhere. It's in the malls and it's like stadium rock bigger than Jesus. He's on the level. He's hanging out with David Bowie, you know, and it's like, it's like, I don't know how that happens because I, that never happened to me. Right. But it's like, it, it there is. Not just, I feel it's not just how you package it, but there's also a timing thing. That's something Anton mm-hmm. LaVey used to always say. He used to say that, like, um, there's no force greater in the world than a an idea whose time has come. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he's got that from someone else, but but that's one of the things that he said. And in some sense, his his thing with Satanism, I mean, that was it. I mean, he was a guy who did it. And it's like, just it just everyone knows he invented it, right? He He was the first one to do that. It's like mm-hmm. uncontested. It's uncontested. Like even even um, you know, in SETI and stuff, like the book of Coming Forth by Night acknowledges fully that his his contribution was like starting this like whole thing. And you know this, when you meet people who are like into Satanism and they're like, Oh, they try to act like Anti LeVay doesn't exist, you know they're like just kind of like living it uh they're just kind of like playing this game with themselves, you know. Um, they're yeah. trying to like create their own thing or whatever. But anyhow, that's all, all my point. It's like it's it's a weird combination of like of like what you're doing and the timing being right. But then that comes back to well, if you spend all of your time time trying to think about what is the right thing and when is the time right, well, is that like can you can you do that right? I mean, is that just even like thinking about that for like five minutes? Isn't that taking away from the energy? Right, that you're tapping into as an artist to like create this shit. You know what I mean? Well, it all comes down. If you ask me, it's like um, you have creators, artists, truly revolutionary people with revolutionary ide- revolutionary ideas. Yeah. That um, that that like actually new ideas and new ways of thinking, or maybe they all they say nothing's new under the sun, and that's true too. But I mean, things old ideas always come back in new ways. Like my my thing of the insanity. They just used to call it theomania, and um, but that idea has been lost for basically about two thousand years, and I'm trying to bring that back. Now, anyone, anytime someone does that, um, someone there's always a group of people that try to control it. 
you could take the Christ uh, example and see, look what happened to him. They crucified his ass right. and they killed him. But, um, you know, and then look at uh, someone like um, Jim Morrison, one of the, f one of the first fucking un undeniable actual rock stars. Then, then the, then the uh, mainstream media and record companies try to control him. And anytime someone is truly, uh, pe people try to control new things, they don't, um, they don't, they don't want uh, certain things to exist, but they know that it's only a matter of fucking time until it just catches on like wildfire. And then, and then it's just, then it's just, then it becomes the mainstream. That's how things evolve, I guess. So there are always people trying to control things. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what I see right now happening in the world is that um, people are finally starting to uh, tap into uh, the niche, so to speak. And people are finally realizing that, okay, um, you, you can truly be an individual these days. And pe I think people are starting to finally see that. Yeah. No, I think so. I think one of the things that what do what do you think about this? I think one of the things that is really that has hurt the way the music industry has gone was the establishment of publishing rights, right? So it's like there's like and that's how like these huge mega mega companies like BMI and ASCAP, the publishing rights companies, which are all probably ultimately owned by uh, WIA, you know the Warner Brothers like Umbrella. Um, like these companies like came into being at some point, um, you know, way back, I, I don't know, like probably the thirties or forties or fifties or something. Um, and, and so they're the, the role of these companies to, is to make sure that as an, if your music gets played somewhere, like on a jukebox, you know, it gets played in public somewhere that you as an artist should be compensated for that. Right. So if like, you know, if, 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 you know, a, a nobody independent like me, like registers their song with like VMI or whatever, you know, it used to be, I haven't done this in a long time, but I mean, in the nineties, like when I was in, uh, doing this morphine angel goth thing, it's like, we reg we'd register our shit with BMI. And then every couple of years I get a check for like $12 or something. And so that's because you're getting played in goth clubs or whatever, or, or a couple of like radio stations and they have to report it on up. Right. But really, the big money for all of this publishing rights is obviously for the huge acts. If you're a huge fucking band, then they're going to be watching, representing your interests and stuff and making sure that you get paid for it. And stuff like this has completely changed how everything goes. It's like all of the music, you know, all of the money for music, like ends up like being funneled up into these like one channels, right? And I'm not even talking about like the sales, right? The direct sales of the product, right? Um, the way that goes. And so it, 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 it makes me think of like how like Ayn Rand like criticized like with um, airways, right? When they first came out with radio, it's like the government came in and said, oh, well, no, we can't just have people like using these bandwidths freely. That would be chaos, right? So what we're going to do is we're going to say we the government own it all. And, they, and the government said we own bandwidth, right? We own that shit. We're just fucking that's it. We own it. Um, and so if you want to broadcast on this shit, you have to buy it from them. You have to buy shit in the air, a natural thing in the air from the government, right? And they establish right there so everyone who's in bed with them can... Um, there's a weird noise going on there. Oh, yeah. You want me to... Uh, yeah, I can check. Yeah, it's what probably is the that? fan. Probably the fan. What I thought now? maybe it's like the... Um, 
the, the Intel forces heard I'm like, oh yeah, probably I'm getting too close to the truth and they're trying to cut me off. Possibly, possibly. <laughs> but yeah, I totally. So I this totally is my question. This is my question to you is with all of this stuff going on to like regulate like music, do you think that we would be better off as musicians, as artists, and as a society if there was no regulation whatsoever? And we could just like, you do your music, you try and sell it, and that's it, you know? Well, people, yeah, I mean, um, you know, like they can only control things for so long. Um, you know, I'm sure, you know, they try to control Marilyn Manson for so long, and, um, and then all of a sudden, like you said, he just blows up, now he's everywhere, because, oh, yeah, it's like, I've had to deal with that, people, um, uh, I've, no, I've, I've noticed that a lot of people want to pretend like I don't exist and they don't want to even uh, take anything I say seriously or they certainly don't want it in the mainstream media. That's for damn sure. I've noticed that quite a few times, but it's like that strategy that's just not going to work for a, long, for a while. It's just not going to work. And that's, that's what happens to um, everybody. You know, take Jim Morrison, Marilyn Manson, or not even rock star musicians or famous rock stars just take anyone anytime something's new and that's that's what we're saying here is that the the mainstream media there's so much new information so much new information you can't fucking control it and it's you want to talk about the music industry well um even the music industry uh it's causing artists to uh be more entrepreneurial and even so it's gonna it's gonna be a really strange and complex time soon where uh more artists take more initiative. Maybe artists starting their own uh, record labels is going to be a, a more common thing. Uh, who, who really knows? Um, but it's it's uh, it's the the way that it is now. The, the music industry is not sustainable and it's dying. And but it's not dying. It's actually just changing. Just like the 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 media itself, the mainstream media itself. It's not dying. It's just changing, and it's changing so fucking fast. That people aren't really um, aware of how fast it's actually happening, and uh, the only way to to navigate it, if you ask me, is this um, this idea of embracing one's inner insanity and using it as uh, a, a way to master yourself and master your desires and to uh, ultimately be successful and happy and fucking uh, achieve shit, which is which are things that everybody wants. Yeah, 100%, man. I mean, that's that's what it all comes down to. So when when you do your shows, where do you do? You're in Pittsburgh, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right now I'm in Pittsburgh, but, um, you know, I travel. Uh, we're, we're looking to uh, do some shows in Europe soon. We want to get the fuck out of America. Uh, America sucks right now. Um, yeah, so we, we're trying to... Uh, well, we're honestly in the in the, in the stage of scheduling a big ass tour, a huge tour, which is going to include many legs. But we're not so much um, focusing on that right away. But it's definitely going to happen in 2019 for damn sure. Sweet, that's awesome. Do you know where you're going to go? Um. Well, yeah. I mean, you're going to be in Texas. Well, yeah, we can. Do, we'll definitely, we'll definitely, we're we're going to tour all over the the United States. We're going to go to Europe. We're gonna we're gonna do many gigs. We're gonna try to do the best gigs we possibly can. And I I don't think that we have anything to worry about. So, but yeah, I mean that's that's in the cards for 2019. But um, but yeah, I mean the way the music industry is these days is I mean we we have some 
pretty big backing right now. But it's it's a weird thing because it's like which direction is gonna. It's like the 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 the, com, the current mainstream media and uh, music industry needs to change, and it is changing. And it's like we have all these opportunities from both sides. So I I don't worry about anything because I just think I think it's just like the the mainstream media itself. I think it's just all gonna change. And things like CNN and are gonna be on the fucking deep web. And um, who who fucking knows how crazy the world's gonna be? But it's uh, the point is, is that no one's going to be able to control it like they want to. So when you talk about like the deep web, are you talking about like the dark web? Like if yeah, like, yeah, like, the, like the Tor, web. like if I use the Tor browser. Yeah, it's like you can't contain that information. Like, um, in in a way, the the pop culture is uh, it's highly, uh, shall we say, like gothic, and it's like you see a lot of gothic influences in the pop culture these days. But at the same time, it's also with some weird social justice, fucking weird collectivist ideology at the same time. So people are just making way for the the next thing to come. Mm -hmm. And uh, so in other words, sooner or later, you're going to start seeing more info, like what like you were saying earlier, more information and total a total um, information society, which is what we're approaching, which is what I fucking want. Which is what I want, and it's the only it's the only way to um, navigate the fucking world. Because I mean, people are savvy these days, tech savvy. Oh, yeah. You can't you can't tell people not to look at information. How are you going to be the arbiter of such yeah. the authority of such uh, such a task? You cannot do that like you could in the past. That happened. No, I mean, so that's like the thing though that that happened is like technology as far as information technology. With, with the internet and stuff, it arose so fast and it evolved so fucking fast that it it, it, yeah. it, 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 it was out there before the uh, before central authority could do anything about it, right? They couldn't do anything about it, man. And all this new shit, all this, I mean, all this evolution like really occurred as a result of it. A lot of good things like came from that. And now they're coming, now they're coming back and I mean, you know, central authority works like you know, if you go to the post office or you go to the, you know, Department of Motor Vehicles to get your license renewed and you realize that's like how central authority works. It works very, very slow because all the components of it, all the people that work for it are like not really motivated to like do better. And so it, it's just a very slow thing. You know, it's like army I mean, people who have been in the army before make jokes about army intelligence and stuff, you know, um, but it's like. So that's always the, the 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 situation. It's like there's an incredible technological like leap, and that's because of individuals working on things, entrepreneurs, you know, uh, free market, and then like central authority tries to catch up with it and and take control of it and use it for its ends and and make it look like they came up with the idea and stuff like that. And that's what happened with the internet. It's like now they're coming back. You know, the last I feel like the last um, you know five years they've really come back on it. It's like, and really it started nine eleven, and nine eleven is like when they started like NSA and Homeland Security, and like they created this whole new like you know culture, like surveillance like uh, culture. Um, you know, hiring all these college students and and stuff like that, which we know about because of that guy. Um, uh, who's that guy who did that? Mo- you know what I'm talking about, Citizen Snowden? Yeah, Snowden. 
Like, Snowden, yeah. I mean, he's like such a great example of someone from that generation. Do people realize there's like a million Ed Snowdens who still work for the NSA and they didn't like quit? And if that guy hadn't quit and all the shit that he went through, we wouldn't know anything about that. We would all still be thinking, oh, yeah, everything's fine. We're free. No one's like watching us like constantly, you know? So it's like when you talk about the possibility of, you know, the dark web, like Tor and stuff like that. I mean, is that where, I mean, can there be like a new like musical like awakening, you know, that arises from that? Well, certainly it's already happening and it's like, um, it's the only way forward and things like, um, the NSA and all that stuff and the CIA and I don't have, um, particularly, uh, you know, it's cause you could take that strain of thought so many ways because in many ways there, um, those fears and paranoias are, it's, it's, it, the world, the world is in such a crazy mix of gray that I don't believe in absolute categories. I think everyone has some kind of boogeyman, but that boogeyman is within themselves because like we were talking about like Alex Jones, like take fucking yeah. Alex Jones, Alex motherfucking Jones. The guy <laughs> calls himself a libertarian. So how is he like politically and individually and ideologically he's on the same fucking footing as Anton LaVey right off the bat, yeah. right off the fucking bat. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, it's almost like people fear themselves. It's like, but one calls himself, a, a, you know, a libertarian Christian. The other one calls himself a Satanist. And it's like, does it even matter? Or it's like, you know, it's, it's, the world is in such a strange mix of gray. And I think that's the real problem. I don't, I think, um, I've gone over a lot of my old fears that I just didn't, that I used to have. And I, I see a lot of people that still have certain fears and, I think I, that's pretty much it, it all takes back to the idea of uh, the divine insanity. And I think it's it, that's basically what, what I'm trying to say is conquer those things within yourself and, and uh, edify them in, in like an alchemical, alchemy kind of way. Where, you know, ennoble them. Take, yeah. You know, take, take a, um, Mr. Hyde and make him Dr. Jekyll or sometimes make, maybe even um, take uh, – Doctor or Mr. Jekyll or whatever the fuck. It's like that's what it is. It's like Mr. Jekyll. That's what you could call the world. It's like this strange mix of gray. And um, yeah, so you're definitely going to see a lot of um, deep web. I mean, you're seeing it now. You're seeing it now. Like you look at pop culture. Look how dark it is. It didn't used to be that dark. At least had at least it had the facade of some kind of uh, of wholeness to it. It doesn't have that uh, facade anymore. But it's still it is kind of whole in many ways or pretends to be, but its wholeness is kind of fucked up. It's like in the mainstream media, it pretends to be, um, it pretends to be, or it, it projects itself as some kind of, uh, you know, dark imagery, kind of like what I do. But at the same time, it goes the opposite route. And you see like a lot of censorship and, you know, non rock star, just musician. And it's just, it's totally politically correct and it's totally stifled in, in its artistic expression. So you, the world's in a, such a strange mix, but it's definitely going in the direction of what I want to see it go in. And ultimately, I think what everybody wants to see it go goes goes towards because when that happens, um, there's I mean, there's really nothing to fear. There's really nothing to fear. And and those fears are just within us. And um uh, 
I feel I feel the more humanity's open to like the more knowledge based we become, the more we're going to understand this and see this. And that's why I don't fear any kind of blowback from anything um, on the deep web entering the pop culture because it's already happening and people are just adjusting. They're just adjusting to to it. And we we all are. Even I am. I just I think I just comment on what's going on. So what do you think um, is the fundamental nature of man? Um, in what way? Like uh, in uh, nature of how, – how do you mean by that exactly? I mean like human beings. What is their fundamental like nature? What is the fundamental disposition of, 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 of human beings? Like is there – um, oh, okay. Like, is there the Christianity would say that there is uh, original sin, like all humans like come into the world essentially evil, right? And then we have to like yeah, I get what you aspire mean. to goodness. Well, it's like let's take Alex that Alex Jones example. See, in many ways, I love Alex Jones because he's um, he's a real individual and he's being himself. But a lot of what Alex Jones when he says globalist or this this and that or um, you know a lot of the conspiratorial fears that he projects i feel um i feel like the world is a lot more michael aquino-esque than people realize and if you if you understand what i mean you've had him on your show mm -hmm. and you understand how he is the guy is a setian well he's a setian founder as you know and yep. he's also an nsa officer so how can you be so pro-individual and so at the same time, call yourself an NSA officer, and I think I don't think there's any uh, discrepancy with that thing. And I think the world is pretty much that's how it is. I don't think there is. Uh, Alex Jones would like to blame, you know, Rothschilds, Rockefellers, or whoever the fuck he may blame. Some people want to blame reptilians, you know. Some everybody wants to blame something, and um, I feel like uh, I feel like there there's that ele there's an element of truth in that for sure, but there's also an element where it's um where the world isn't so fucking dark and the world isn't so it's not it's not uh anti uh human beings it's not anti you could say i mean you know growing up i was into like uh i thought anarchy was the coolest fucking thing in the world but it's like then you start to see that there's a pattern and it's not just a matter of Sure, there's been slavery all throughout civilization, but it's that's not the basis for fucking civilization. And when you start to realize that, that the world isn't so evil, and it's actually, if you just change your perspective and you have a good mood, then you start to see the world in a totally different way. And it's up, and that's the that's what I'm trying to say about the deep web. Take the deep web and shine light on it. Bring the darkness to the pop culture, or bring your insanity to the light. Be insane. That's what that's that's basically what I'm trying to say. And and I think the world is a lot more um, like Michael Aquino in the sense that, okay, the guy, everybody fears, uh, you know, everybody has some kind of conspiracy. We all have some kind of agenda, so therefore we all have some kind of conspiracy. Everybody has some kind of conspiracy. That's fine. And there's truth in it. It's not total bullshit now. That would be a lie, too. Those people are just as bad if you ask me because they don't want there to be any conspiracy. But sometimes there is. And that's fine. But the way Michael Aquino basically um, is, is basically how I think the world is. I think uh, 
you could, okay, right off the bat, NSA Satanists, conspiracy to many people, many people right off the bat, that's a huge fucking red flag. But at the same time, if you get to know the guy and you should talk to the guy, he's an individual and he believes in a lot of good things, which are probably more pro-human and pro-civilization than a lot of the people who criticize him. And that's basically how I see the world. It's in this strange mix. And um, I basically think... Uh, your fears are your shadow. So whatever you fear, it's yourself. And uh, however you project yourself, whatever is totally opposite to how you project yourself, that's within you too. So Alex Jones, if he's criticizing pedophilic elites, there's probably something that he fears about himself in that kind of person, I would imagine. I mean, yeah, uh, that's how it tends to be. I that's feel like, yeah, there's be. a, there's a line that, that, that can be that, 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 gets crossed i think with uh with uh with alex jones um and it's like you know but then there's there's the people who are like i mean there's this total movement like largely from the left to say that there are that anything is 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 a conspiracy theory you know and just just dismissing anything you know and people just have a theory that they don't like they say well that's just a conspiracy theory and they dismiss it and there are no conspiracy theories but i mean you have to ask well, are there conspiracies? Is that well, possible I mean, that there news. are conspiracies? Well, certainly I mean, the, there are. Yeah. Certainly there are conspiracies. People get together and say, hey, we want this and that to happen. So let's like work together to like make that happen and, and leverage power to make it happen. So well, an, conspiracy doesn't mean anything these days anymore. And that's the thing. I mean, even the people that's, that criticize the tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists are the same ones to talk about quote unquote fake news, which is the same fucking meaning. It's just a different right, term, right? Fake news and conspiracy. So you, you talk about these people saying that there's uh, conspiracy theories, but then you're talking about fucking fake news. What I don't even understand. Everybody has some kind of, they think that, but your boogeyman is yourself is what yeah. I'm trying to say. And it's like the people, you know, everybody has some kind of agenda because they project themselves in a certain way. And, there's the opposite of that. Whatever is anti your agenda must be the conspiracy or the fake news. And it's like uh, I think I think the world is a lot more insane in terms of being a mixture of the the gray areas, which is basically what I try to project. It's like the noble madman, or you know, or the no, or the savage nobleman, or whatever you want, you know, however you would like to put it. Yeah. I think the world's kind of like that. It's like no, it's you know, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. If you if you unite both elements within yourself, then um, then then you reach a certain level of understanding. So the the nature of humanity, you ask me, um, I feel when you do that, which is uh, uh, unify the two elements of yourself, um, then you start to see the world differently, and um, you see yourself differently. And I think the whole point of uh, all of this. All of this, like life on Earth, like the the destiny of all of us, I think is basically to um, be. Basically, when you when you reach a certain level of happiness, uh, or, or happiness is one of those like, and nothing has fucking meaning these these days. So I can't just say happiness; that won't illustrate the point. But when you when you achieve um, blend the opposites of categories, then you basically see that the whole point of. Uh, all of this is basically to get more and more in touch with that noble feeling of enlightenment, which is what we're in. What's that mean? Well, that means like 
you know, be more in touch with the inner aspects of yourself because we're all the same in the sense that we all have the, um, we all have the same ingredients, but some people have them cultivated, but some people don't. Many, most people don't, 99%, and I don't even because I don't have all of the answers. I just know I have a hell of a lot more answers than pretty much anyone that I've seen trying to be an authority on the matter, at least in the pop culture. And uh, I think, so I think the whole point of it is, is humanity good or evil? I think it's uh, when you blend the opposites, um, not to use a cliche, but when you blend the opposites, it, you, you reach a certain level of meaning within yourself, which also extends to other people. So if, you, if you're feeling great, you're not going to be in a foul mood, in other words. So if you're in a great fucking mood, then you're going to project that to other people. You're going to have a certain level of energy, which people are going to be attracted to. And uh, the more and more people do that, then we all become a magnet for ourselves, so to speak. Yeah. So we all come to each other when we all have a certain level of energy. And it's basically increase your level of energy or happiness or enlightenment, whatever fucking term you want to use, and uh, keep going on that path. And, and like the modern world has so many great things. That's why I don't approach it from a conspiratorial way. But I can sympathize with those that do because I used to because I did grow with things like Alex Jones. And I do understand the thought processes of people who do have those kind of things. But often what I've learned that those things that you fear, it's just yourself. And when you recognize that, then you're able to see that the nature of humanity, it's just on the sense of uh, – cultivating what you are because what you are is is basically the potential we all are and when you feel that you get a certain level of like you instantly know what the meaning of life on earth is and it's basically to keep going in that direction i mean because once you once you have uh what what some people would term like enlightenment or uh, epiphanies or religious epiphanies or some people have uh, eureka moments like uh you know um, or some artist like Salvador Dali or you know Nikola Tesla being the great scientist he was, they all have similar you know feel, feelings of coming to knowledge of certain important things. And when you do that, then you start to see that um, that's basically the whole fucking point for all of us is, is to keep going in that direction. The only way that can happen is you've got to tackle, tackle those inner demons within yeah. yourself and, and edify them kind of just like... Uh, Anton LaVey said, he said, exercise your demons, not exercise them. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. So um, so I agree with a lot of what you said. It's like I consider like the fundamental nature of man is that um, is is good, right? It's like the purpose of, of human beings is for a, a good thing. It's for a, a coming into being sort of like process and that um, we all like have this uh, – Damon, like when you're talking about, you know – Tesla and everything and, and, you know, Galileo or whatever, they connect with like something higher. Well, they're connecting with, um, with the daemon or, or the higher consciousness right. or the higher self, yeah. right? Or the me, mm -hmm. the Greek muse, or, uh, I mean, there's all these words for this in culture. Yeah. Um, what so that, that thing yeah. is the genius, um, you know, your higher, yeah. so holy guardian angel, Aleister Crowley and the golden dawn, they call it the holy, the holy guardian angel that we're all like trying to connect with that. And that is like really, really the function of man. And so it gets down to this right. question of like, right. yeah, yes, yes. I mean, that's why we're really, that's why we're here, you know, um, that's, that's, that's the point of it. And we don't really need to be like, uh, managed, you know, into going that way. And in fact, like managing people 
actually fucks it up. It makes makes it harder for them to do that. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because you go through these huge periods of history where everyone is just managed by kings or emperors and, 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 and shit like that. And then, you know, during the Enlightenment, it's like everything, like, eased up a little bit. All of a sudden, people started, like, oh, people started connecting with their connecting with their daemon left and right, you know, coming up with like books and ideas and new inventions and, and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, I think man is best when he's like left alone, you know, left alone and not managed and allowed to, uh, manage himself, which, you know, people like, uh, people like you and I like figure that out, like right away that that's, that's what we're here for, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you look at things like, um, um, like, like say, like you could say even that the Renaissance was the precursor to the Enlightenment era, and that that led directly to like like Leonardo da Vinci and all that stuff led directly to um, stuff like uh, the Enlightenment era, which produced things like America, produced like all these brand new concepts that just came into being, and um, I think that. Everything's basically always been this way, more or less. Um, but you've had periods where there's, there have been dark ages, and um, I don't feel that anyone, that any of these fears or, or, or anything. I, I, I feel basically we all manage, we all try to manage each other. So, um, like, like think about the paranoia of someone. Like, okay, t- take Alex Jones. Let's yeah. Go on this mental journey with me for example alex jones thinks that there's uh, and i'm not saying i'm not s- s- saying he's wrong or i'm not saying who's right i'm just saying the facts i'm telling you what someone like he believes in and i'm not anti alex jones i'm not anti anybody really not even the yeah. fucking collectivists not even the fucking collectivists you know, although if i am anti anybody it's them but um okay take someone like alex jones his fears he fears whatever the fuck uh, say he fears the Rothschild family. Uh, that's a common conspiracy theory. Um, and there's a lot of fucking truth in that, too, if you investigate it. But but there's truth in everything. And and Alex Jones fears, you know, he has that conspiracy theory about uh, the Rothschilds, example, for example. But take the Rothschilds, and what if you actually meet one of them and then ask them what his conspiracy is, what, what, his, what his fears are? And it's like, then you find out that his fears are pretty common to someone like Alex Jones, to someone in the government is like what are what what's that guy's fears and it's like it's like it, what everyone has some kind of conspiracy theory is basically what i'm trying to say everybody believes in everybody has some kind of uh they they always put it up above themselves i think in many ways it's, so that's probably why alex jones fears the elite he always talks about the elite i guess he fears people in his head which he uh hype, you know subconsciously thinks that are more elite than he is and he projects his fears onto that, which could also be considered the idea of like God, like um, you fear, like the fear of God, so to speak. If you catch my drift, what I'm trying to say yeah. with all these things, but no, but that's yeah, it. I mean, the I ultimate controlling force is what that represents, you know, mythologically. And I think like social media is like we're all like trying to manage each other, and that's like my point. We all have a bunch of fucking conspiracy theories, and we're all trying to manage each other. I mean, of course, there have been fucking ruthless kings and ruthless dictators but you look at someone like take benito mussolini or something that guy um you could say i mean the guy he, his fucking father was a 
was an anarchist for fuck's sake, and this is the guy who produces a son to become the dictator of Italy. I mean, think uh, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, think of uh, how fucking ironic that is. But in a way, it's not ironic at all because the gray area of life, and that's kind of what I believe about everything. Yeah. You know, and the other thing, so here's a way of defining conspiracy theory. It's basically any theory that is not approved by central right, authority. Right. Anything right, about yeah. history, right? Anything about history that was not in the history books when you were in high school, that's a conspiracy theory by definition, right? Right, and right. So, yeah. so then you have to step back and ask yourself, well, do you think the government like always tells the truth about everything? And you just have to be really daft well, no, to think definitely that. No, definitely you not. Know? <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. 100%, it's not even possible. It, even if the government wanted to tell the truth about everything no, in no. history, it's not even possible to write one book about history for your your you know for your like high school class and that this is the book and everything and it's true. It's always going to be true till the end of time. You're totally right you know? though. You're totally right. You're totally right, and that's why I'm not anti the opposite side either because I, I I'm not anti any of them. I they both have so much to say and there's so much overlap between the two and that's what i'm focusing on because okay take the government conspiracy like who you know take the government conspiracy within the government you're having so many different fact there's a conspiracy within a conspiracy it never ends is my point and there's you take the um like the nsa is spying on the cia who's spying on the nsc or whatever they call themselves they're, they're, who spies on the fbi yeah. and, and and they all have different allegiances they all have different um, you know, so, some are, are, you know, there's your corporate allegiances. Everybody has some kind of allegiance. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. We all manage each other and it all comes around full circle in the end. It's like, um, because then, then you, you have, uh, members in corporations who are also members of governments and then, but those corporations and governments are anti this and then you have so much overlap and that's where it is it's because there's so much information no one's been able to articulate any of it mm -hmm. and that's that's what i that's what i think that all of it is really is that where does the conspiracy end and who's to say that that conspiracy is wrong and this one's right and it and it's like i think it's all there's truth and falsity in all of it Right. It's like conspiracy. The whole like conspiracy theory is just becoming a label that people put right, on certain yeah, ideas yeah. in order to judge it like in a certain way and say, well, it's like not a valid thing. So here, here's another example. So, um, you know, forever, forever, everyone believed that World War Two started. America got involved with World War Two because the Japanese uh, bombed Pearl Harbor unexpectedly like, killed all these people and they attacked us and we got attacked so we had to go to war then right so that's that's how America got involved because Europe was like having this war over there and it's like why is it why is it our problem you know uh, right, right. They're, they're working out their different they're working out their differences from World War one right and 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 so um, but now we know um, and and this is like within the last I don't know 10 20 years of like civilization we know because how they declassify government documents over time and I think it's like it was like during the Obama administration he declass declassified a bunch of documents from um, um, from the World War II era and and we know now for a fact that FDR like knew that the Japanese were going to bomb Pearl they were going to attack Pearl Harbor but he did not like 
allow other he did not act on that he did not allow people to know they kept that secret and then he moved like old ships there right mm -hmm. and and he didn't i mean he could have moved like actual troops there to defend or he could have like contacted the japanese and say hey obama's you know but he didn't he allowed that to happen and just allowed them to like you know everyone who was there who were people um you know there was people there like working in this you know military base that was like not really active and he just allowed them to get like totally like bombed and encouraged it to happen so he would have an excuse to go into it so this is all declassified stuff this is like a matter right, of public right. knowledge but i'm i'm guessing it's not being taught when they teach about public school in, in public schools i'm guessing they're not teaching that now and if i said this like in the right company people would say that's a conspiracy theory even though it's not it's now like a fact and a matter of public record it's just an unpopular theory right and certainly everyone who um you know all the older generation right all the people who like you know all the people who went and fought in that war you know who thought they were doing the right thing and their whole like lives were like devoted to this at the time they're not going to like that idea either because they've been living under this other like version of reality for a long time so they would very easily like you know pass that off as a conspiracy theory also However, it's not a conspiracy theory. That's what I'm saying. It's just like a new label that they apply to things. You know what I mean? Totally. I mean, we all know about, you know, I mean, it, it's undeniable. Like Nero burnt Rome and we know about all these things. And um, what? so if someone says there's one conspiracy, then you have to ask them what's their conspiracy. Because we all have like a conspiracy. We all think that there's something. And there is, as you've said, oftentimes there is, but it's still like even take the uh, idea of like FDR. I don't think it's um, false to suggest that both sides are true in the sense that, to use the word uh, America, and I think that's what people don't really, haven't really figured out yet for the most part, which I've been able to find out, but only pretty recently, which was that, okay, Americans are like the good guys, but we also do do a lot of fucked up shit. And you have to recognize both of it. Like we are good in many ways. It's not all bad, yeah. you know, but at the same time, and you know, at the same time, there is some aspect where it's like, it's like atrocious. Like even the idea of, um, like it gets into the idea of like uh, like all the school shootings, for example. But they, but then and then it's like people forget that we we pretty much it's okay when we do it, and we go and bomb and you know and it's like you can take that thought and just go on and on and on and on with it, and I think that's that's pretty much what it comes down to is that, yeah I mean there's a lot of but even like take the FDR conspiracy it's like. Okay, but what conspiracy does that serve, and who does, you know, what, by the by, by what you mentioned, like, who does that serve in the end? I don't think there's an overarching, in other words, is what I'm trying to say. I don't think there's an, I don't think we're all, I think we're trying to come to the same, everybody acts in different ways because we're trying to come to the same level of understanding of human beings, but we all go about it in extremely different ways, and we don't all yeah. articulate it. So even, like, the social collectivist types, um, they're trying to go in the direction of which I want and the things that I like and promote of like theomania and all this stuff. 
I think that is just the endpoint articulation of like the, all of humanity's insanity. I think that's what it comes down to. So we all have we all we in other words we all choose different teams, but I think on some level, which people have not been able to articulate at all, is aiming towards the same. I mean, no one's living to make the you know no one is trying to truly degenerate themselves and degenerate, or you could even say other people even. Because even people who they call themselves misanthropes or people who claim to hate humanity, there's still some kind of thing. I mean, that's why we go to the wars to begin with, because we believe in some kind of um, overarching principle. So even someone like a skull shooter, if you ask them why they did what they did, they'll say, they'll, they'll find some kind of noble reasoning behind it, because not even they can say that there's, it's totally um, anti-being. And being is not just yourself, but others. So if you if you feel great and you want to keep increasing the energy, I don't think you'd necessarily want to increase decrease the energy of others because that would that would force you to be on a low state as oh, it yeah. is. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So this is something that um, Ludwig Ludwig von Mises said. Von Mises said in his uh, uh, theories of, of human action. This is probably his book Human Action, where he says every action that any human being ever takes is always a effort to create a more desirable situation from a less desirable situation it's always an attempt to like move in that direction so so this has a lot to do first of all it's like that's like 100% true it's like you can't find any fucking example where that is not true everyone is all anything anyone ever does is cuz they're trying to be in a more desirable situation at that moment in time, right? At that fucking moment in time, right? And 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 so that is, describes all of human action is based on this. So this, right, right. So then the the next question is, and and where Mises von Mises like goes with this is that well, no one, it's not possible that anyone else can decide what is the best action for like other people. Right. There's no way anyone can decide, you know, like what is the best uh, best way to go. Right. Um, right, right. And, and he was talking from an economic side of things. So ultimately, he's criticizing the idea of like central central banking. Right. Um, that, 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 you know, that we should have fiat currency and, and, and a central bank that sets an interest rate and everything. But it's, it's like true for like everything. And so the ultimate like idea from this is that, well, everyone should just be left, left alone to do their own thing. And as long as they're not hurting anyone else, you know, it'll be fine. And then we can all start is that's part of the evolution of humanity that we're like that. We are like that. Right, exactly. That's yeah. part of it. We're designed to like live like that. We're not designed to be ruled over by someone else. And Aleister Crowley says the same thing, you know? He says, every man and every woman is a star. Do what thou wilt shall be the right. whole of the law. He says the same thing. You know, I always think I have this theory, personal, one of my personal conspiracy theories is that Aleister Crowley, he must have like picked up some of the knowledge from like Ludwig von Mises um, and all of those guys, like the Austrian economists at the time, because he turns out he's basically forming a a spiritual philosophy that's like based on these ideas, and it's around the same time period. But he never he never refers to it. He never mentions it or anything. So I don't know. Right. Yeah. And a, a lot of these great uh, spiritual leaders. The one thing, like Aleister Crowley, um, there's 
it, it's kind of stuck, but there's always been like a tendency for um, them to take out the economic side. And I don't think you can really detach um, ideology or philosophy from economics. I think it's like pretty much the same thing. And I think um, I think that's part of the problem with uh, going back to the music industry is that you know they they everyone wants to dissociate those ideas. And I think like. Yeah. Art goes hand in hand with commerce. You can't really separate Absolutely. the two. No, 100%, dude. I agree 100%. And I think um, I think uh, Crowley, to, to an extent, he did actually try and connect it somewhat. I mean, I know in his um, autobiography is one of the main books that influenced me on uh, Crowley's ideas. And he talks in there uh, about – there's a line where he says, waste not good coin on perishable goods. Uh, he talks about a ver- variety of different things about like making decisions about what he's going to spend his money on and stuff. And um, and that's part of it. And then you look at like Gurdjieff. Gurdjieff's majorly about that. I mean, he's all about that. Like one of Gurdjieff's main things is that, you know, he felt the men of the time who were coming to him. Uh, and this is when he was like teaching his school in uh, in in France. Like the people that were coming to him were like weak. And they're all people are coming from like the university system and stuff like that. They're all the intellectuals. He's like they're weak. They don't know how to take care of themselves. They don't know how to work. They don't know how to work honestly to make money for themselves and shit like that. So he'd they they'd come to him like saying, "Hey, teach me, you know, spiritual things." And he'd be he'd be like, "Go out there and dig a ditch, you know, for like three days. You don't talk to me till you're done, and put people to work and teach them how to like you know." how to garden, how to like build houses, how to do, you know, all these like basic things to like learn how to do stuff that they could then go like make money for money from basically. Right. Because yeah. everything all came back to whatever we're doing, whatever you're doing in the universe is about like, um, you know, it's not just about putting out your ideas, whatever they, they are, but you're putting out something that is like valuable enough to someone else that they will like give you mm-hmm. some of their capital or value for it and so you have an exchange right and that happens like economics just says that this happens like in a material sense it's really obvious how we do that in a spiritual sense or an ideal sense like we're doing that right now we're having an exchange right now and then everyone who's going to listen to this podcast is going to be like oh i'm having an exchange with them and we're exchanging ideas and everyone sees the value from that right Right, away everyone immediately acknowledges the value from that right away and it's simply the same thing with uh, with with capital and goods and services and everything. It's like I buy an iPhone. Why? Because the iPhone is worth you know what an iPhone costs like I don't know like what two hundred fifty dollars now or something. And it's like I got the new iPhone because to me the iPhone is worth more than two hundred fifty dollars, right? If it wasn't worth more than that, then I wouldn't give up my two hundred fifty dollars for it. I fucking hang on to it, you know, and I'd spend it on something else. But it's worth more to me than that. And so I'm going to buy it, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, and um, uh, basically, uh, yeah, you know, a funny thing is, is, connecting that, two things I'd like to say is that, um, you know, a few 500 years ago, the basically the Catholic Church had control over everybody, but then there were some... Yeah. Then Protestantism propped up a little bit, and you had like stuff like uh, King Henry VIII and certain monarchs that would try to. They said, "No, uh, we don't want that in our country. We we want to be the imperialistic people." Um, but then it's funny though because at the same time, so everybody 
in other words, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, Martin Luther came along and he said that, um, that the Catholic Church was like the worst thing in existence. And it was the most, it, basically, he was uh, uh, of, and I'm not saying he was wrong in certain ways. He was right in many ways and uh, the whole thing of history. But he, he was coming from a conspiratorial mind. But at the same time, the funny thing is what led to everything and the exchange of information, it all started in Italy. It all started in the Renaissance. That birthed the Enlightenment. So it's like what I'm trying to say to build on your point is that everybody, um, I mean, no matter what conspiracy it is, it's because, uh, I mean, I know there are many people that say that the Catholic Church is like the source of everything evil. Some people say it's uh, the gray aliens. Some people say it's the reptilians. Everybody has their kind of like thing that they say it is. But it's like often you see that that's also I mean, there may be some there may be some truth in it. But at the same time, there's also a lot of uh, non-truth in it, because, you know, at the same time, I mean, that was what was considered to be the most oppressive state or country in the world was uh, also the founder of all these opposite or considered opposite ideas today. And also, um and, and people who say that the Rothschilds are like the most evil people in existence, in their day, they would have been considered the most capitalistic people in their day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, so that's another thing that like really kind of like arises in the Renaissance is that like a merchant merchant class and stuff. Um, and there's like exchange. I mean, this is one of the radical things about uh, the Renaissance is like the communication of people like traveling around and stuff like started to, you know, radically get bigger. And then in the Enlightenment, it, expl it explodes, right? Uh, people like traveling and, and, and exchanging influences and stuff like that. It's just an amazing time period. So when you say, were you, are you referring to like uh, England as like the main? Oh, yeah. I mean, the yeah. English Civil Wars, that shit is fucking fascinating if you want to talk about history. People don't even realize, like, the idea of Protestantism and Lutheranism, like, people don't even realize the significance. It wasn't just about being uh, rebellious or whatever the fuck people want to say. I mean, there was there was so much history in those things that people don't even realize, pretty much. Yeah. And uh, you had basically, yeah, you had a lot of shit going on. You had many civil wars in Europe that a lot of people don't even understand the significance of I don't think but it but my point is that it's also it's also at the same time intimately connected with um with uh the Catholic Church in some weird way too because that is what birthed America that's what birthed the enlightenment that's what birthed it all and it's like that's my point I don't think I think all these conspiracies and all this stuff it, I think it just means lack of information it's not that conspiracies aren't true all the time it just means that um, the truth is a lot more fucking complicated than people can understand at most points in times. And you look at today, and it's you could say that more so than ever because the the idea of like fake news and conspiracy is like entered the public domain. Uh, they just don't call it conspiracy theorists anymore. <laughs> they just call it fake news. Yeah. So in ancient Greek, they talk about uh, sof sophism, the sophists. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like fucking, um, you know, Socrates and, and, and Plato, Aristotle. It's like they hated the sophists, right? It's like basically a different camp. And it's like what, what those guys were, like, you know, Socrates and, 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 and the subsequent philosophers from him, it's like their whole system was about, like, creating a school that, like, teaches, like, the best way to live, right? Or what is the best way to think, 
best right, way yeah. to be a human being, you know, what's the meaning of life and shit. And, right, um, yeah. and the sophists were like this other, other people who were like basically trying to get in bed with like, you know, the, the government at the time and trying influencing people, you know, for like personal ends and shit by appealing to like emotionalism and stuff like that. And it's like, they dismissed all of that as just sophistry. They just use this term to dismiss certain ideas as like, well, that's just sophistry. Y'all are sophists, right? And it's like, mm. in some ways, it's like sophistry, like represents like uh, nowadays, like what we would talk about um, as being like, I don't know, like collectivism or, or cronyism. We'd find a, another term to do that. But but the um, my point about this is that the um, uh, conspiracy theory um, is, is just that that terminology is just a modern dismissive for saying like yeah. certain you know just dismissing all these ideas so we would obviously dismiss something about like so let's take alex jones as an example so when alex jones says you know when he talks about globalism well to me that's not a conspiracy theory no that's that's an actual thing there really is a european union that is not elected officials that's privately chosen that are deciding the economy for these like whatever 20 some countries and is largely uh, largely contro controlled by um, you know, Angela Merkel or whatever. You know, she has like the biggest say in it. I mean, that's like not. I don't. I don't consider that a conspiracy theory. That's just what's going on over there. And some people like it. Some people don't like it. You know, Brexit is like. Well, we don't. There, there's obviously some people that don't like it because there's Brexit. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and and so to me, that's a thing. But when you, oh, because is. I can prove, because I can find evidence for it. We can all find evidence that, yeah, no, that, that shit's like going on, right? That's like a thing. There is a European Union and their goal is, you know, A, B, and C. Um, reptilians, okay, so that's like kind of out there. I don't, I, you can't really find a lot of proof for that. It's like when you, when you get into reptilians and UFOs and, uh, and uh, demons or whatever, pretending on, uh, you know, depending on what people mean by that terminology. That sounds like pretty crazy. That's kind of out there, you know? Yeah, but I mean, like, but it, it's all a matter of, like, I mean, like, even I have an open mind about everything on Earth. I could be wrong about anything. And, I mean, I'm willing to always, you know, I believe in logic and truth and beauty, and I think that's what fundamentally everybody cares about, whether they realize it or not, yeah. is good ways of approaching it. So, like, when you talk about, like, the European Union, I mean, of course there are things like globalists, but it's also, like I just said also, is like, like, they would have considered someone like the fucking Rothschilds to be considered some of the most deviant capitalists to ever exist. And yeah. Alex Jones is purportedly for capitalism, and it's like, it's the I, fucking meanings and ideas have just, or labels, I should say, have been destroyed and have been smeared. It's like, what does anything mean? And if you even take Brexit, for example, if you want to talk about that, it's like, there's certainly a far-right national socialist. So now you're talking about, like, socialism, which connects with the people they're purportedly against. And it's like you could go down a rabbit hole a million goddamn ways, and it, where does it end? It's some strange mix of gray, in my opinion. And even things like aliens, and it's like, you know, it's like we can do anything these days in the future. That's why I'm so ultimately optimistic about the future. I'm not a... I don't believe in the uh, race war coming. I don't believe in the Christian apocalypse. I don't believe in fucking any of these fucking things that people fear. Uh, what what are Y2K they fear? 2012. It's always something new. It's all a bunch of bullshit if you ask me. Um, because I, you know, it's like I understand 
I understand where the fears come from, but at the same time, it's like, um, to, and it, and the truth is conspiracy, and it's also not conspiracy. It's because we can, I mean, we can fucking create spider goddamn goats if we want to. We can create, I mean, we we can create a fucking reptilian in a lab if we want to. We can do these things. We can genetically engineer ourselves in the future. Biotechnology coming in. I mean, how could you not be so excited for the future of life on Earth? And it's all for um, because I approach things in a very Nietzschean fucking. Uh, beyond good and evil, beyond conspiracy and non-conspiracy. I believe that, I mean, what did Nietzsche say about the Ubermensch? He said that the Ubermensch would be, he would be kind of an evil motherfucker, but he would be, his evilness would actually be the most beneficial thing for all of human society. So in other words, he's like, in many ways, his morality would be anti-love and compassion or hippie-ish, or whatever term you want to apply to it. But at the same time, by him being such a fucking ruthless individual, he would rise up the fucking spirit of humanity. So he would be the most glorious thing to ever come to the human race. That's what Nietzsche said about the Ubermensch. So it's like, that's what I believe. I I believe that all these systems are morality and ways of looking at the world. It's... uh, the Ubermensch, that's what I'm fucking fascinated by. That's what I'm fascinated by. That's what drives my spirit, I would say. Fuck yeah, man. Hey, did you have a good Thanksgiving? Uh, actually, uh, yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty fantastic, I suppose. What about, <laughs> what about yours? What about yours? It's all right. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, so I'll, I'll tell you, it's just something happened a little bit different this year. Usually we like we make a turkey. It's just like me and my wife and my dogs, and usually we make a turkey or fry a turkey or something, because you know we're in the South, we're in we're in you know, Houston, Texas, so fried turkeys are pretty popular. But this year we just said fuck it and we just went to a restaurant and didn't do anything at home. So what restaurant you go to? <sighs> Let's see. It's called the Cadillac Bar here in Houston, and they do a uh, special Thanksgiving Day buffet brunch, and it's just huge. There's like 50 tables of like, there's like a you know a turkey table, and then there's a uh, like a Tex-Mex table with enchiladas and shit, and then there's like a big dessert table, and then there's like a pasta table, and there's all these people show up, and oh, and there's a uh, Bloody Mary bar too. Bloody Mary. You know, that's right. I was looking at your Twitter, and you're, like, into the carnivore diet, right? Yeah, I am. Tell me. You know, it's funny. I was into that. uh, I I don't know. Let me think. I think it was, like, 2016, actually. Okay. When I got into that. Yeah. How did it work out for you? Well, I thought it was... uh, it's great. I mean, I think it's great. I think, uh, yeah, meat's amazing. It's good for the brain too. It's uh, better than vegetarianism and all that other bullshit that they try to, you know, peddle on you these days. Everyone wants to like convert to vegetarianism and veganism. It's like what? I don't understand that. I personally don't get it. But yeah, yeah. there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things in there, man. And um, so, so have there you been on it? Connected though, yeah. You've been on it since 2016? 
Oh, well, I mean, I just eat, you know, I, I have a fucking metabolism. Like, like I can eat whatever the fuck and just oh, burn okay. it off because I'm hyperactive. But, yeah, I mean, I mostly eat, like, mostly meat products. I mean, meat's like, you're bur- you don't have a developing brain if you're not eating meat. That's why I can't, for the life of me, understand the whole vegetarianism or veganism bullshit. And it's often t- tied to, like, socialism and, like, fucking groupthink ideology. It's like, it all goes hand in hand. All goes hand in hand. Yeah, no, it 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 largely does, and and you know the thing with, for, okay, so I'll back up here. So for a while, I did the paleo diet, and yeah, that yeah, made yeah. sense to me. Like, there's a, a philosophy a philosophy behind it that you know um, that basically grains and cheese and all this stuff um are we're, we're unable to digest it because we it's been introduced since the jump to agricultural uh society and stuff and it's like that seemed like logical to me and i tried that for a while um and then after a while and then i got sick i got sick for a long time with this other thing and i don't know if it was related or if it triggered it or something like that but anyhow i fell off of it and i just started trying the the carnivore thing again because i heard about it and because, you know, I, I love the idea of not feeling bloated and having food coma all every time after you eat, you know, which right. is what always yeah. happens when you eat a bunch of carbs and vegetables um, and pasta and shit and breads, it all expands in your stomach. And so like all of a sudden you're, you're trying to eat like a normal meal and all of a sudden you're like stuffed and you can't move. And then you feel like tired for like an hour afterwards. So I figured I'd just try the carnivore thing experimentally for a while. And, you know, it it. It's it's amazing. Like after a few days, after you get into it, it's like, oh wow, you don't feel, you know, you don't feel bloated, you don't have food coma anymore, um, and it's it's kind of e- it's it's easier than you think to keep up with it, you know. Like with the the paleo thing, it's it's like kind of challenging, like avoiding like certain foods, because I travel a lot, and so I can't just like eat whatever the fuck I want. I'm like, you know, I'm on the road, and so it's like I got to make do with like what's out there. But I found that with the carnivore thing, it's pretty easy to, to, to stick on it. You know, meat and cheese and dairy and, and, and just, you know, all good things. So, Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's the best, like, I mean, that's probably the best thing to eat, I would say. I mean, other than, you know, I mean, I went, I mean, there's some, like, I know all about all those diets and all those fads and all those things that, uh, you know, kind of creep up the keto. I mean, I incorporate a lot of a lot of stuff. My, I mean, I eat. I've I've pretty much tried every diet there was known to man. Every way of uh, eating known to man. Raw meat. Fucking. Uh, you know, sometimes I'll just do fasting for like a fucking week if I want to. So you know, there are a whole bunch of fucking things out there. Like I, you know, and I've tried them all. And um, but I would say the most important thing to eat is probably like uh, well it definitely is like it's you, you know meat anything that's high cholesterol you want because that's what your brain is literally made of is yeah is uh, or you know the 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 fats the the monounsaturated the saturated all those fats that's what you really want for your brain as for vegetables fuck vegetables um, yeah fuck vegetables. So that's one one theory is that um, one of the reasons that um, primates started to evolve like the way like yeah. man has is because of like protein because the ability to get proteins more more consistently and that's like energy right that's a basis of like energy yeah. and brain power you got to have that stuff for for you know for the mind to be operating at you know peak efficiency 
Well, people are such fucking, you know, and I, 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 you know, I'm an open-minded guy, so I give a whole bunch of bullshit a fucking reasonable amount of, you know, let's, okay, let's see if there's anything there. That's how I pretty much approach life and everything. And it's like, so I tried, I even, I think I went vegetarian for a fucking month and it's just, it's just bogus. There's nothing there. I mean, okay, I'm, uh, vegetables, they're high in um, micronutrients, but I think the most important thing your brain doesn't run off of micronutrients. It runs off of macronutrients, things like fats. That's mm -hmm. what your brain uses. So if you go in starvation mode and you're not eating, your brain's not pulling up. Your brain is basically um, taking from your stored fat reserve and using it. And that's how your brain uh, pretty much runs. And even fasting can be kind of a drug, druggy kind of state of mind. Like it's pretty, uh, you kind of feel your adrenaline goes up and you're pretty much. Uh, you're on edge. It's kind of like a natural high that the ancestors had, which kind of, if you think about it, goes hand in hand with paleo and carnivore diets, things that our, our ancestors also had to deal with, too. But, you know, if, if they found uh, they weren't willingly vegetarian, that's for damn sure. Right. So, I mean, that's like completely different when you're talking about how ancient um, systems and stuff and esoteric schools almost always there's like a specific sort of diet that's like um that goes hand in yeah. hand with it and um it's not so much based on idealism as it is based on um conscientiousness right being being more conscious of like what you're eating and also in reference to wanting to achieve like a certain state wanting to achieve a certain physical state or a certain uh conscious state well, you alter your diet or you fast or there's different things that you can do as a result of it. It's completely different than like the like the ide idealistic um, approach. It's kind of like the difference between the um, Aristotelian and the Platonic side. And the Platonic side is, is that we, we take the, you know, we, we take the ideal first, you know, whereas at the Aristotelian side is, well, you take the reality. You take what you're finding around you with your sights and your senses and the real world around you. And then on the idealistic side, the problem with that is that, you know, if, if, the, if, if people don't fit in with the idealistic side, then, well, that's the person's fault, not the idea's fault, because the ideal is like absolute and stuff like that. And so then, you know, then you have Leninism and stuff, you know, it says, well, if, the, if it doesn't fit in with people, then we just will we'll put the people in, into the meat grinder, you know, until, until they do fit in with it, basically. So it's like a completely different thing than when you decide to like alter your diet you know, personally and conscientiously because you want to change things or you want to achieve, you know, a certain state. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like, uh, I mean, vegetarianism, veganism, this isn't like something like, uh, I mean, we, we, we started talking about it because of Thanksgiving, but it's not necessarily yeah. <laughs> something that I really am passionate about. This is not why I get up in the morning, but it's like, but I do notice uh, the you know the same people who are like very much into like sheeple mentality and you know um, basically being a sheep and you know not sticking your neck out not like uh, you know certainly not projecting yourself as a fucking famous rock star or anything you know these people are people who basically just want acceptance and they um, they're afraid to be politically incorrect they're afraid to be an individual which is what this show is really about which is why I was attracted to this show to begin with. And, uh, you know, they tend to also be vegans or vegetarians. And there's all, often this, this fake, phony-ass um, 
almost reverse of what Anton LaVey criticized back in the day when he would talk about the good guy badges. It's like the when he but he was talking about with Christianity. Now these people don't even identify as Christianity. They identify as whatever the fuck it is. Who knows? I mean, it's so complex. I mean, that's because it's like the modern world issue of it. But it's like Anton LaVey would not be fans of these people, to say the least. No, I think you're totally right. I mean, that's uh, that's two things that Anton LaVey was spot on about, and today he's more right than ever. And one is the good guy badge. I mean, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting an example of some asshole, you know, trying to get their good guy badge. And uh, psychic vampirism. And it's like, these two things, you, you don't need to, it's no stretch of the imagination to see these things exist. You just need to be able to see reality clearly, be aware of like what's going on in the world. And when you realize, you know, um, the sorts of influences in your life, you realize that that's a lot of like what this shit is. The em- empty posturing and self-righteousness is like all about, well, I want my good guy badge, you know, and or else it's like the psychic vampires, uh, vampires who like, um, you know, try and like stay stay in the shadows and, and try and remain hidden and try and look like they're your friend or look like they're going to help you and stuff. Um, when actually they're just, you know, bleeding you dry and sucking out all your energy, you know? Yeah, it's like, I mean, there's so many, there's so many aspects of it. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's, it's the modern world and everybody, it's kind of upsetting, you know, in many ways, because I see all these things and I see like, I'm good at, I, I, I like to pride myself on being good at or decent or better than most people at least at logic and things like that and putting, you know, puzzle pieces together and seeing how things fit and finding correlations between things and noticing how things relate to each other. And, um, you know, it's kind of sad in the modern world. Like, you know, it's like everybody, the bar is so low for being offensive. And it's like things that were truly offensive or used to be truly offensive. Like someone, it's it's like people want to project this new sense of um, being outraged on things that aren't even offensive at all. And it's like the real... The really, really, really offensive things that would have been considered offensive aren't even considered because they're not even in the mainstream eye. You know, things like uh, Nietzsche, for example, that kind of philosophy. That's that's actually pretty. It could be considered well, it'd be considered extremely offensive today, but um, it's logical and it's right. But no one, you don't see that much of uh, an echo of a Nietzschean ideology or an even even in Anton LaVey's kind of ideology, which is basically pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some would say that he ripped off Nietzsche, but that's a whole other thing. We don't need to talk about that. That's, that'll be a tangent. But, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's like really offensive things. Uh, people want to put, put the, like all of a sudden, um, Anton LaVey, I mean, Anton LaVey was criticizing like the Christian good guy, good guy badge types, but now it's like Christians are like kind of uh, they've been transformed into like fucking uh, anti-establishment. Like, how does that work? Yeah. I'm still trying to process that. Well, you know what you happened? Know what I mean? I, you know, there was this there was a cultural shift and this cultural shift has happened in really in in fairly recent times. I want to say it's in my lifetime. I want to say it like happened in the 80s during the Reagan era. But what what, what it is, is is 
at the time when Anton LaVey was writing, and this is this is true of Ayn Rand also. This is another thing that people don't see, don't connect with Ayn Rand anymore. Is that when they're talking about collectivism, and and or socialism, it's it's connected with Christianity because at that time, like um, the that Christianity was connected with the um, what was considered then to be the political left. Which is, you know, if you go back, if you look at prohibition as a great example, if you look at the, the faction of, of, of people that, that push for prohibition, it was like a lot of like, it was like largely Democrats and it included, you know, mothers and women's groups, but it also included like the Ku Klux Klan and included lots of Christian groups. It's all Christian groups, you know, who are like against drinking. Yeah, we need to ban drinking for people's own good, right? Because they just, you know, because, uh, you know, we know what's best. And so they were, when, when people like, um, you know, um, you know, Ayn Rand or Anton LaVey or H.L. Mencken is another example. When they're criticizing Christianity and socialism and collectivism at the same time, it's like that, that was all a thing. And that, I feel like that really changed in the 80s when uh, the Republican Party, like uh, Reagan, kind of made this connection with like, I don't know, like Pat Robertson. He connected with all the evangelical Protestants and kind of like brought the uh, religious right. You know, we had then this idea of the religious right like came up. So it's like these old ideas that were criticizing all those things in the same bucket. It doesn't make sense anymore, right? Because now it's like if you're criticizing Christianity. So I, and I think it made some people, as this, this cultural shift happened, people who were like left-hand path and who are Satanists, it kind of confused them as far as like who, how they're right. supposed to feel politically about things. It used to be able to easier to d dismiss everything as like just like kind of bullshit, but people got confused. And so now there's this big faction of people who like identify um, as like satanic or left hand path. But a lot of their political ideas are, are very, very left leaning. Um, and it's just that whole aspect of collectivism, that critique of collectivism from Anton LaVey is just kind of it, it, it's kind of lost on him, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Well, totally. I mean, you hit it spot on. I mean, basically, the whole point is, is that, like, that's the entire world at large these days is it's all just mis mismatched ideology. Everything's like it's like meaning it's a total breakdown of all conceptions and labels which could be it can be considered a good thing in many ways if it's handled the right way but um the way it is handled is is not really um constructive to any kind of uh you know logical thing or what's whatsoever i mean it's kind of fucked up that you know i have so much in common with many of these christian people that i probably shouldn't have much in common with not you know not that uh I'm so, you know, I have to be anti them, but it's like um, even I, I can only be common with them to a certain extent that they're less retarded than the ones they criticize. And yeah. It's like the idea of my enemy's enemy is my friend kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So the way I look at it is is I, I try to relate to people and connect with people based upon um, just based upon values, right? Just try and like make that connection about, well, yeah. do we, and, 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 you know, like you and I've talked about before, it's like, it gets down to, you know, the core value of, you know, you know, individuality and independence and freedom and stuff and, and, you know, respect for, for other people's, uh, freedom also. And, and that's like really the core thing. And then I figure whatever our, 
um, religions and philosophy and spiritual thoughts. Well, whatever. We can like talk about that and have a conversation. It's not necessary that we agree on what is the most, you know, stimulating, you know, um, you know, uh, mythology to 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 talk about. We we don't have to agree on that. Let's talk about the values that we like that we connect on. And 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 that's really like the central thing for me right there. And that's where I mean. And and it used to be that that was in, entirely like what Left Hand Path was just clearly all about those individuality stuff. It's just absolutely on that side, like no doubt about it. And now we're moving into this age where it's not so clearly like that. It's like the mythology and the trappings of it are like bleeding over into all of these other systems. But wherever it's going, I feel that like the way, um, the only way to deal with it as a, you know, as an individual, as a, you know, a Satanist or whatever you call yourself, you know, is to move forward with those with those values and to say, well, these are the values that I'm coming back to, and that's how I, you know, relate to other people. That's what I, you know, respect in other people. Because really, I don't care. It's fine what anyone thinks. I mean, people can. You know, it's cool if people are into, you know, veganism or or Jesus or Buddha or whatever. The only reason anything is a problem is if they try and force it on others or try right, to right. try to leverage the power of government. Because that's the real problem: is that there's a central power source a central authority of like government and so people feel obligated because of democracy to try and like leverage that right to try and you know you're not doing your job as a citizen unless you join along and vote and and we got to like take over the government so we can oppress the bad guys you know um and so that's the problem right there if there wasn't that mechanism there then people would pretty much just have to like you know uh leave each other alone and work out their differences you know as they arise yeah, it's, it's it's the idea of um... everyone listen up. We're gonna listen to Anon's song "Fall Low." So tell us about this. It's uh, basically about um, the fall of humanity or the rise of humanity in the social media age of following and groupthink ideology and. Um, all the insanity of the modern world pretty much conceptualized in a song that just a lot of it just came to me uh, by basically giving into my daemon, as you might say. Hell yeah. All right. So as these radical vibrations seep deeply into your psyche, always remember to keep the dark Fires burning.
to uh, 